Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by BlackRock Health, providing patients with world-class clinical care and comfort, enabling swifter recoveries. Songwriter, performer, recording artist, storyteller and poet. One of Cork's favourite musical sons. He's currently touring with his recently released new album In Another Light. John Spillane, good morning to you. Lovely to be here, Richard Miriam. Thank you so much. Delighted you're here. Listen, we're going to chat in a few moments. First, let's hear your recently released single from that live album and you're going to play it for us. This is Passage West. Sinking down to rest The river to the stars Confessed t'was the dark-haired woman I loved best John, that's a gorgeous song. It's a song that's travelled far and wide with you. Tell me about it, because I gather you recently recorded a new video for it. I did indeed, Miriam. Well, I wrote the song at the request of a neighbour of mine in Passage West. I've been living in Passage West for 25 years or more. And um, this neighbour called Walty Murphy came off his bicycle, pressed a book into my hand, Miriam, and said, John, would you ever write a song for Passage West? In a real ambassadorial tone of voice. And I was very honoured at how serious he was about it. And um, I wrote the song. And it's proved to be a great song because it's been covered by many singers um, around Ireland, uh, especially lately, you know, um, Dan McCabe is singing it, Claire Sands is singing it, Lisa O'Neill has sang it, and Mick Flannery has sang it. And um, so like, it's, it's found its way into the, the ballad repertoire. So thank goodness Walty Murphy got off his bike that day and asked you for the song. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, he's in the video. So the, the new video we released there a couple of weeks ago, we got Walty to star in it. And he's like, he's a boatman going out, getting onto his boat and Passage West and sailing across the sea. So it's lovely. Fantastic. And of course, you recently released a new album. It has many of your old songs, but you recorded them, I think, didn't you? With the Cork Opera House Concert Orchestra. Was that fantastic? It was fantastic. It was a, a magical night. Uh, I was joined by my friend Pauline Scanlon, beautiful singer from Dingle. And uh, we're, I'm very grateful to the Cork Opera House for that wonderful gig. Conductor John O'Brien and Eileen Gleeson and all at the Opera House and their beautiful concert orchestra. Yeah. So big arrangements of 10 of my songs, like it was a treat. You said you had to learn these songs of yours and you. Why so? What did you mean by that? Well, um, I'm a, I was a rock and roller and I was a folky and I even played a bit of jazz, but I never played with an orchestra. And so I was outside of my, my normal game and I found it difficult to stay in time with them because, you know, they don't go to a click, to a beat. They breathe, is what they call it. They slow down and they swell and they, you know, so I found it quite difficult. I had to really do my homework to stay in time. But luckily we captured it. Definitely. And I know you're a hugely talented songwriter. I think Christy Moore has even said you're his favourite songwriter. But which do you prefer most, John? The songwriting or the performing and singing? Um, The songwriting or the performing and the singing? Well, they're both lovely, like. But um, I have to say, I think uh, the buzz of writing a song, of the writing, is probably the best if you feel that you've, you know, you're onto something really Mm. new and special. So writing, I think, is probably the best. And of course, you grew up in Cork City. Did you love it growing up? Tell me a little about your family. I, I know you, you lost your dad very young, didn't you? My family is, um, it was my mother and me and my four brothers, five boys and our mother and our father died when we were small. 
and uh, we lived in uh, Laburnum Lawn and the south side of Cork City, uh, Wilton, Bishopstone, and um, our mother, um, because she was under pressure, um, she uh, took in lodgers into the house and then she put us on the bus to Bantry on the first day of the holidays, uh, Christmas holidays, Easter holidays and summer holidays. From around the age of four, really, until the age of 18, I went to Bantry and had another life down there, you know, milking cows and um, living on the farm. And only went to town on Sundays when we got scrubbed up, viciously scrubbed up and sent, brought into mass to Bantry Town, washed off all the cow dung and uh, into town. So we had a lovely childhood, you know, both in the city and in the country as well. As you get older, I often wonder this and have asked other people, you, you lost your father very young, but when you're young, you don't really think about that. As you get older, do you think it possibly and probably did impact on you losing your dad so young? Um I don't think that it impacted on me negatively. Um, I think that, you, firstly, you don't, you, you don't know what you haven't got. You know, you don't miss what you never had, you could mm-hmm. say. And um, I think that it probably made us tighter as a family, you know. And I think, actually, that me and my brothers and my mother, I think we're kind of sound. Mm. That I don't always see in other, <laughs> other people around. You know, I, I'm inclined to be a bit biased that way. But I think that there's something, you know, strengthening about coming from a family like that, perhaps. And that generation of your mother who like left widowed very young, five young sons, they were remarkable, weren't they? Like they worked so hard. She would have worked so hard to bring the five of you up. Yeah, she did really. And um, as I said, like there was the five of us and herself, but there was also a house full of lodgers. Mm. So she was making bre- two breakfasts in the morning and two teas as well as dinners for us. You know what I mean? So mm. as well as going back to work then as a psychiatric nurse and work night duty for many years and then she knitted an incredible number of, wow. of jumpers for everyone and for money as well um iron sweaters and worked very hard and was quite heartbroken as well and had quite a difficult difficult life but i think matured well in her older years then mm, yeah remarkable women now i know you love the irish language you're absolutely passionate about it and you're working on a gaelic opera at the moment aren't you yes indeed miriam um, i'm very grateful to the to the irish arts council who are supporting me in my big project i've been working at this for years and it's called fearishka the legend of the lock it's an irish language gaelic trad folk opera. It's based on a Victorian Cork fairy tale of the same name that was published in 1820, Fairy Legends of the South of Ireland by Thomas Crofton Croker, Fearishka, The Legend of the Loch. It has a lot of big themes in it, like including water, private property versus the common good, the environment um, and justice. But it's I'm, what I'm doing is a re of a Victorian Cork fairy tale. So it's a, it's a fantasy. Now, listen, I know you're touring at the moment and people can find you, for instance, you're in Dolan's in Limerick on March the 25th. You're in the Town Hall Theatre in Westport on March the 31st. You're in the Town Hall Theatre in Cavan on April the 7th, John. And all dates are available on your website, johnspillan.ie. Well, look, you're going to perform for us again another song featured on your new live album, In Another Light. This is Under That Old Clare Moon. Thanks for being my guest this morning, John. Thank you so much, Miriam. Mind yourself. was a singer, I had only one song That I wove from the sunlight and I rambling along I tied it with rushes and I freed it with air And it swept me along to the old county Clare It went, meet me tonight 
by moonlight. Sunday with Miriam on RTE Radio 1. 